Hey friends, welcome to this week's episode of Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. This week we're talking to Lance Burdett. He's a crisis negotiator. Yeah, he studied terrorism. Very interesting guy. But I talked to him about the terrorist that's in our head, that's in our mind, that voice that we sometimes don't understand. What happens when you have to negotiate a crisis, not with the world, but with yourself. I think it's something we don't spend enough time thinking about. We like to project that it's someone else who's ruining it for us when sometimes it's what's happening in here, which is, you know, that sometimes is the true terrorist, the person inside the brain telling you to do or not do something. So I sit down with Lance, we have a nice old chat, And yeah, let's get straight into this episode of Please Blow My Mind. If you're new here, thank you so much. If you're part of the furniture around here, thank you also so much. Thank you everyone for blowing my mind. We live in a world that encourages us to remove ourselves from the human experience. Whether it's looking at our phones too long, forgetting how to talk to someone face to face, or just straight up giving in and convincing ourselves that a chicken nugget is actual food. It's not food, it's silence. I don't know about you, but this freaks me out. So I've started a podcast, my antidote to this silliness. It's time to blow our minds. My name is Will Fleming. Welcome to my podcast, Please Blow My Mind. Perfect. I think we're going. Lance, thank yes. you for joining me. Thank you for making me a cup of tea. Thank you for letting me Perfect. come to your house. Ah, pleasure. It's um, something that I find really interesting about this podcast journey, which is, like, this is quite a real moment. It's mm. not a manufactured moment. We're not in a studio. Um, and I guess that comes with some risks too, you know, like who do you let into your home? And I'm just trying to feel my way through all this stuff. But yeah. um, the other thing I thought is um, when you're going to speak to someone who has anything to do with negotiation, it starts to kind of play tricks with your mind. And do you find people are different around you? Because they are, you are so different. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It is scary. So here's something that happens. So that that I always reflect on that. Um, and oftentimes at the end of my presentations, I'll say, look, if you want to come and say hi afterwards, please do. <laughs> know that I'm not going to analyze you. Know that this is something that you have to do. Know that I'm not checking out your psychology and doing any of that. We went to, um, I got invited to go to Perth to speak at the uh, the police union over there, the West mm. Australian Police Union. And I'm talking to talking away and it went really well the whole room went quite quiet because they thought I was going to talk about some of my negotiation stuff and the hostage and I got up and talked about men and suicide Mm. and depression and all the faces were they were just wow didn't expect that so they invited my wife and I to their conference uh, to their dinner that night not one person spoke to us (laughs) the only person that spoke to me was the guy next to me and I made him right I had to open the conversation and it was the weirdest thing. A couple of people on the quiet, um, like when I go to the toilet or go you know, mm. to the bar, get a drink, would come up secretly and go, hey, that was really good. Oh, wow. And they'd do it really whisper. That was really good. And we did, just don't talk about it. They just don't know why. What is it? Do they feel threatened that um, secrets might maybe revealed or out in a side or there's, something like there's, that? There's, 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 well, fear is one of the things that we, so we have five major emotions mm. and, you know, anger is our default setting. So mm. hangry is a thing, pangry is a thing, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Fear is the other one. And fear is the thing that sort of holds us back. And fear comes from that inner critic or mm. fear of failure, fear of whatever. We all have that voice inside our head and, and that's what I make jokes about, you know, because we're all the same, yeah. you know. Fifty percent of our brains are identical to everybody else in the mm. world, and and that as an as a negotiator, former negotiator, and well, I still go back to 
the police college and teach this stuff now. And a lot of the work that I do these days around de-escalating angry people and dealing with emotional people is around like hostage situations. But um, it was an interesting point that you made of we are all a hostage to ourselves. Yes. And that's exactly what it is. And for me, it's, it starts with your mind when you're a child and it kept you safe. You know, mm. that you woke up in the dark yeah. as, you know, two or three year old and you went, it's okay, I'm here. Yeah. And some little children will have their imaginary friend. Now you think, what is that? Well, it's probably that, that voice inside their head. That's, yeah. So they've suddenly made a place for it, which is kind of cool. I sometimes think about that with like praying. Like I sometimes yeah, imagine yeah. if you had to jump a, a, a big hole, you'd pray. And I guess it's kind of like self-hypnosis. It's also putting something out there. And it seems weird to do that now. But I reckon in those tough moments, it wouldn't mm. seem weird. And it's just kind of like this. So having been in, and, and um, talk, spoke to people, so a lot of my my speciality is suicide, was suicide intervention, crisis intervention. And I still teach it a little bit. Mm. Um, now, there's two things that happen when people are struggling. There's, there's two people they call out for, their mum and God. Wow. Now, are they the same? Are they, you know, we have a spiritual side of our brain. Mm. And you look at, um, I've looked at all the religions in the world. Mm. There seems to be this one power, one being. You know, some of them had many gods, but mm. there's always this one central point. And, uh, and, and science is trying to find this, but of course, it, it's our imagination, it's our mind. Yeah. It's our imagination, and, you know. And I asked somebody the other day, a psychologist, and I, I love doing this with psychologists to freak them out. What part of our brain is our mind? Mm -hmm. And we seem to think that it's the spiritual part of our mm -hmm. brain. And so people say that this is just a casing and, uh, you know, there's all sorts of, doesn't matter whether you go into Buddhism, Hinduism, whatever it might be, um, you know, all religions have this central power, central being. And it seems to reflect on that whole of who we are as a person, as a self. Yeah. And, and we are hostage to that. I think everyone would at, at least acknowledge that we've, let's say we're the most scientific, scientific we've ever been. Um, we're the most algorithmic we've ever been. We have an app to tell you when you're not feeling good. <laughs> you have an app to make you look more skinnier. But it would appear that we have this unhappiness mm. or I don't know if it's unhappiness because it feels pretty happy when I go through drive through and there's you know <laughs> stuff there all the time maybe it's meaning maybe it's trying to work mm. out that um, we thought it was the idea to the least you can do the happier you will be but you know like dig a hole you feel really good or weed your garden you feel it's, really good it's, it, and that is the thing so when I do presentations to mm. audiences and I just done uh, uh, one last night around resilience mm. and I don't like that word but I guess it's a term we know mm. so what is it to be resilient for well, for you it's different to me it's yeah. different so I'm just finishing a, po a post right now on that very thing happiness optimism or positivity which is right <laughs> now we know that um, doing things that make you happy uh, generate chemicals in your brain and will make you feel happy uh, and we also know that doing uh, buying something or material items won't make you happy mm. um, it's being happy with the material items you have, mm. or if you haven't got material. So it's been happy with what you would. Optimistic people, that's almost like I hope for the best, I wish for the best. And we know that positivity, so doing there's 10 different forms of it, gratitude and you know altruism and all those sort of things, mm. are deep-seated and probably better for you. Mm. But it may not make you happy. <laughs> and science says, you know, fake it till you make it doesn't work because your brain can tell the difference. And in fact, there's some research out that suggests for, for men, 
faking it till you make it, in other words, being disingenuous with your happiness, uh, has a detrimental effect and it increases your rate of a heart attack. Wow. The same as identical statistics as anger. Yeah. So maybe we could fake it till our ma- we make it, but at some point we've got to make it till we make it. Mm. And it's f- and it's different for you and different for me and yeah. different. So, so neuroscience says that around 50% of our brain uh, acts in the same way. Mm. So, you know, I ask people in an audience, what primary school did you go to? And I say, who was thinking of your own primary school? Everyone was because we reflect on ourselves. By doing that sort of stuff, yes, you can be the same, but everyone's different. Mm. You know, I, I dig the garden every weekend. There's nothing in there. Yeah. There's nothing in it. I've never planted. We have, I think we've planted, been here three years, four plants in that garden. But every weekend I go out and I turn. It's the most aerated soil in the world. <laughs> I've got nothing in it. But it just gives me that sense of <sighs> accomplishment. And, and- is it that accomplishment, those small things that people can implement today, right? So yep. if it's a base minimum, you're saying, all right, I want to do one new thing. Go do that garden once a week. And it seems silly that there's nothing in it, but do that. And I like those kind of practical tips because I think what happens for me is I start hearing really good ideas, but if I can't find a way to implement them, yeah. then it's the teacher telling me about Pythagoras theorem. And I know I won't use it, but maybe I will. But I still, what trumps <laughs> that is I know I won't use it. You know, yeah. plus I don't understand. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've used it a couple of times, but just <laughs> I was a builder years ago and I thought, I have no idea why. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, the, 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 all those things, you know, the pie and. and I don't know, RC square. You know, well, it's like I got taught all that stuff, and I'm thinking it would have been great if somebody had said, Lance, if you don't control your thoughts, mm. if you don't learn to cry, if you don't, when you feel that passion burn up with a mate and go, mate, that's awesome, and give him a hug, mm. if you don't do those things, it's going to be bad for you later on in life. Yeah. And so when I had, um, you know, depression, when I went through a bad patch of depression, um, I hold, held on to this diagnosis because that's what men tend to do. Oh, mm. accumulated stress disorder. Since found out that that's not really a thing. Yeah. It's burnout. Right. Now, I would have loved for that psychologist then to say, mate, you're burnt out. You're mm. doing way too much. Mm. You're being dumb. Rest. Mm. Because the more you keep trying to fight this stuff, and that coming back to your original point of being hostage of our own minds, uh, and I try to, to get people to step outside of that mind because it is you, and I, I make jokes about it. Say, for example, you've got a busy day tomorrow, so I'll go to bed early. And the first thing that happens when you go to bed early, you get relaxed in bed, and then you, this voice comes from nowhere and says, I'm pleased you've come to bed early. I've got a couple of questions to ask you if you've got some time. <laughs> okay, go on then, I've come to bed early. And next thing, it's three in the morning. Yeah. And I say to people, who is that? <laughs> yeah. It's you. If it's a bit creepy, it's probably me. You might want to ring one, one, one. But at the end of the day, we we are who we are because we've made it. Now, I've I've just discovered a whole lot of recent research, and I get real good vibes about this and a buzz that no matter who we are. So I like the guy Nathan Wallace who does some very cool stuff around the first thousand days. And the, the problem is now that um, if we had parents who didn't know or didn't do or couldn't do or just we grew up how we were and we're impacted by our life now what do you do so the good news is we can change it and it's by bringing it's called um self-actualized or self-induced neuroplasticity so we can make our brain plastic again and start to relearn some of this stuff Mm. and you have to bring enthusiasm and motivation which causes dopamine to get 
to make your brain pliable. Mm. And then with the effort of forcing your thoughts, after 80 days or plus, you can completely change your mind. Hmm. Okay. How cool is that? No, that's really cool. And that's a little bit scary because it seems also <laughs> logical. And so the question is, are we actually quite simple as humans or are we really complicated? Mm. I guess we're both, aren't we? Because you know, yep. when you're negotiating with someone, are you, are you talking to the conscious part or the subconscious part or a mixture? So what we do is we get into, and it's a, that's a really good point. So you try to stay emotionally removed. Right. So you're actually talking to a voice. Yes. Um, you try to all the time unconscious biases working and when you're doing face-to-face -face negotiations you know particularly in suicide interventions mm. you can see the person is completely engrossed in their whole thoughts and you've got to grab their attention yes. but you've got to stay in control and as somebody who's been through that mire and and had suicidal ideations you know where they are mm. and you don't want to go there yourself but sometimes I might say been there hold on mm. just hold on and, and I'm gonna ask you some questions and so we go through a logical thought pro process with them where are you right now thinking how did you get there how can we move you forward mm -hmm. but doing that we're asking them what's kept them going so that's the emotional connection yes. oh it's my kids or it's something or it's music or whatever mm. and we talk about that to yes. lift their emotional state so we are using facts and logic and speaking to an object, the person, to dig into their emotions, to get them to bring their emotions out to control their thoughts. And this would work to ourselves too, right? Hypothetically, yep. if you wrote it down, yeah. could you read it to yourself? Yes. Instead of just saying, I have to remember it and look weird in the park thinking, could I just physically, in my five minutes after brushing teeth, read my yes. hostage negotiation script and kind of get yourself ready for the day. You could. Wow. There's, um, so there's, there's, a, there's a video, you know, and I play it in my sessions and I love it. It's a, it's a recent one, a Navy SEAL commander retiring and 10 things he learned in the military. And the first one is, why are we made to make our bed as warriors? And it's all around those patterns that we start our day. How you start your day is how you end your day, I say. So if you're running late for work or running late for class, you're gonna run late all day. Even if you have a break at lunch, lunchtime, and then you go, oh, I've got to get in your brain. So how you set your day up. Now, there is science out, research out there that says reading memes and that doesn't work. Reading quotes doesn't work. It worked for me. Yeah, yeah. And I used to do it. Um, so now I'm on to putting out what I learned today. I try and put out most nights um, what I learned today and around the research. And it's just a really short, you know, three sort of short paragraphs on, which gets people thinking and, and I, I th had no feedback recently because people like to get feedback and here I am sitting at night time doing these things on my phone, <laughs> social media, and thinking I wonder if anyone's looking, listening, because they are. I can tell you what's happening psychologically for me. We, we treat you like channel two. Right. So you don't acknowledge channel two. Yeah, you don't like channel two. Like you just don't turn over to channel three. No. So all you do is you stop. What the analytics should show is how long someone's hovered Right. Not if they've liked it. Yeah, I don't, I don't look at those things, yeah. But they read the whole thing and right. then they carry on. What they should do is read the whole thing, like and comment, so right. you know. As yeah, or just, just, hit the, just hit the thumb up. That's all I want you to know. <laughs> exactly. Because it got to the point where I was doing this, and, and fairly regularly, um, and you may have seen them, obviously. And, mm. uh, and I'm So I put out one the other night and, and thought, because it was quiet here, mm. you know, and I wasn't watching TV and I was just sitting doing this, and I thought, is anyone there? <laughs> 
<laughs> or am I just, is this just falling on deaf ears? And, yeah. and then, of course, exactly what you said, I got this all this feet. No, no, we're here. Mm. And maybe we were a bit lazy, or maybe we just didn't want you to know that we're here, or maybe yeah. we just did the, that's cool, that's mm. cool. And the feedback I got, obviously, was exactly that, was yeah. that we're here, we're looking. Maybe I should push it, but I don't want to mm. because I'm just scrolling through and it gets me thinking. That's all I needed to know, and that's so I'm awesome. happy with that now. Lars, what do you think social media is doing to our dopamine? So this whole idea of what you're saying about being acknowledged, being seen, yeah. and are we chasing that like sometimes, you know? Like, I don't know if we have that in the physical world. Maybe it's like dating or getting yeah. a friend. Yeah. But we've got this in the social media world where the world is our audience, and now we're trying to produce things that get some feedback. And I guess that's a good thing. If you say, like, fake it till you make it, even if no one's listening or watching your posts, you're watching them. Yeah. So there's something even good there. Yeah, and, and I guess, um, but then I think, um, uh, I know this stuff is good and I know it's good content. Um, and if I keep doing it, it, it might be good for me and it does get me thinking mm. and it does get my brain going. But then I think, why am I actually doing it? <laughs> yeah. um, because I could just sit here and think it. <laughs> yeah. Shall I um, go and... No, no, dog's fine. For dog's fine? Uh, this is what people love in podcasts, all the real stuff. <laughs> My this dog wants the... to get through the door to we, come and say we hi. Can, we can let dog in. Shall we let dog in? Yeah, okay, I'll let dog in. We think life is about having the latest phone. Self-driving car, a fat-free, carefree, think-free living, trying to explain the complexity of the world in about 140 characters. Guess what? 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 Life is way deeper than that. To understand what we need as humans and how deep the human hole goes, we need to look inwards. We need to look at floating as a way to cut everything out, turn off the machine, and be with nothing. That's better. Now let's start this baby on. Engines, three, two, one, up and away. You see, life is busy, but floating gives us a super-powered, hypercharged connection with our mind that can relieve stress by simply doing nothing. If you want to explore your mind and the float culture of New Zealand, then jump onto floatculture.co.nz and book your float today. That's floatculture.co.nz. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Hello. Yeah, right. Wants to know what's going on around the place. So, um, yeah, I... I now, dopamine's an interesting thing. So dopamine, we know, is a reward chemical for humans. Mm -hmm. uh, and a good amount of it is great for us. Yep. So having a little bit of enthusiasm, and, and, and I've just told you, getting dopamine hit into your brain makes mm -hmm. it more malleable. The issue that, that I have with social media, um, and I do it myself, mm. I look for how many likes there are. Yep. And when I say, I, I, and if I involve my dog, I get triple the number of hits. <laughs> and I get more hearts than thumbs. Oh, wow. And I think I've just put out yesterday something that might save somebody's life, mm -hmm. but I put out a photo of me sitting with my dog <laughs> and the whole world goes crazy on it. Yeah. And I, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. But, and I know that that's pretty cool. Mm. And I hear people say, look, I'm putting out stuff that's going to save the world. Mm. Um, and you do this for a dog. That's, so what? Mm. That person that liked that and put the heart for that dog yeah. found that better for them and they got their shot of dopamine mm. um, than reading something that I wrote, well, that's not for me. So yeah. we, we are what we are. The, 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 too much dopamine, though, is bad for your brain. 
I, I guess it's like the, what, how we would think about food, right? Anything right. too much. Yep. Like apparently even water, if you have too much, you, know, you can oh. drown from it, like internally. So I, I talk about, um, you know, that's one of the ways we can energise our brain is having a glass of water an hour. And I always mm. say, you know, check your pee. Not right now, do it mm. later. Mm. Um, if it's too clear, we're washing out mm. minerals. We're washing out stuff. <laughs> right. So, you know, it used to be say, drink it, drink it, drink it, drink it, drink it. Well, no, it has to be a little bit yellow. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that weird when you think about that? Because you can think, well, how will you know, how will you know when to drink? Oh, well, you get thirsty. You know, like your body's <laughs> yeah. worked it out. And then other people say, well, that's too late. Well, yeah. is it? Maybe if you're running because, 100 kilometres. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, and I try and go back to evolution with all this stuff. I try and go back to those early times. And, you know, and it, it brings an explanation for things. So I talk a lot of, uh, we talk about multitasking. Mm. So the programs I do these days around resilience is trying to slow our brain down a little bit. Wow, cool. Slow it down. Yep. Because we haven't adapted to technology. Mm. So why is our brain racing? Well, we go for this, a cup of coffee. We look up and there's 30 different styles, <laughs> yeah. you know. And you think, should I have a flat white, should I have a latte, should I have an Americano, should I have a double shot, single shot, double shot, double shot. <laughs> then you come to pay and you've got four credit cards, should I have a, wonder what, how much money is on that one, how much money is on that one, not sure. And I'll pull it out and I go, do I swipe it, do I insert it, do I touch it, do I push mm. it, push it, and, and you walk out with this coffee and you think, that was exhausting. <laughs> Isn't getting a cup of coffee supposed to be fun? <laughs> yeah. And we got a remote control. You know, you talk about channel one and two. There was yeah. only two channels true, when I grew up. True. Um, TV turned on at six and off at 12 at midnight. Mm. And we've, now we've got this remote control that we hold in front of us with two hands because we've got all, we've got the, you know, the surround sound, the sky, the DVD, the, that player, that player, open and close the curtains and open the digits. And that's why people say, oh, I haven't got a phone, 3.8 million apps at the last count for yeah. our phones. Why? Well, the thing is, we haven't adapted. It's all happened at once. So I suggest people just go through their phone, take off the apps that you don't use. If you haven't used it for a week, you don't need it. Yep. And focus on three key things that make you happy. Mm. And breathing is the other thing. I teach a lot around three different types of breathing techniques. One is how to get to sleep. One is um, how to reduce anxiety. And the biggest one is how to control fight or flight. Mm. So when we get that dopamine hit, we're also getting a little bit of fight or flight. Uh, mm -hmm. And your brain can't tell the difference between physiology and psychology. As mm -hmm. it, so you talked about running a marathon. Yeah. We go into fight or flight, and that's when we hit the wall. Right. The brain says, stop, mm -hmm. you're hurting yourself. Then we get a huge shot of adrenaline, cortisol, and dopamine to numb the pain. Mm -hmm. And says, well, if you want this, and so we get that euphoric effect. Yeah. And now a lot of people these days are getting that same euphoric effect from just looking at their phone. Hmm. Gaming you. is another one. Right. Killing people. Mm. I've just killed for, without realizing what we're actually doing, and it is just a game after all we tell yeah. ourselves, yeah. is it? Because we know through, so going back, let's go back 20 years to when Lance um, studied for his masters in terrorism, mm. he studied radicalization. And in the radicalization studies, um, it shows that 15, 20 years ago, we had to have human-to-human -human contact to become fully radicalized. Mm -hmm. So we had to go to a gym, yep. a mosque, or a university yep. to join like-minded people to come together. Mm -hmm. Now we can sit watching videos yes. and become fully radicalized. Wow. So our brains have changed with technology. Yes. And there's lots and lots of new recent research coming out around the way um, technology is in fact impacting on our brains. So it's a matter of adapting to it. We've mm. just got to, I, I'm not a dinosaur, I'm old but not a dinosaur. I like technology. Yeah. But I was using it in ways 
Um, I'm, I'm quite a bad sleeper, but I'm getting better with because I do the stuff that I teach. Mm. <laughs> it's always the last person to do it. It's the person who teaches it. Mechanics car, or the, yeah, yeah, the chef the never cooks at home. They, yeah, they, they do. Yeah, the magic noodles. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so I'm starting to do it. So I'm getting better at it. But um, I used to monitor my sleep, mm. and so I wore that wristband and checked it on my phone. And I'd wake up in the morning and go, I woke up four times. <laughs> I must be tired. Mm. And I'm thinking. Do you feel tired? No. <laughs> well, then you can't be tired. Mm. Well, no, my phone says I'm tired. Yeah. And all of a sudden I became tired. Yeah. So now the, the band has gone. Good. The only time I put my band on is to monitor, one, my heart rate, but mainly to how fast mm. did I do the run. We need to take those names back too. Like a band was a musical group <laughs> that needs to be re-owned, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I learned something the other day that kids apparently, um, this is the symbol for making a call. I said, no, it's not. That's a symbol for getting a whack. This is a symbol for making a call. So let's get it right. Um, yeah. Lance, we're going to wrap it up soon because you're busy and I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Um, one thing I'm interested in that I ask a lot of guests is they've been, they've, they've been to the edge. I don't quite know what that means, but mm -hmm. it's like some guests I've spoken to, they've survived these fight or flight moments. Right. One thing that interests me is it seems to change their perspective forever. And that makes sense because you can't see the world the same way. Now, what I'm interested in is if you are like me and, you know, you have loving parents and they looked after you and you had big brothers and sisters and they made sure no one fiddled with you, you know, did all mm, that stuff, mm. and you got through, what's your drive? Can you still, you? because it seems like the fight or flight moment does two things, breaks you or makes you, you know, and, and or at least that's what I'm thinking anyway. Mm. No, you know, you're, you're right. I'm trying Absolutely. to work out... How can people who get through um, get some of that drive? Is it possible to transfer, or do you have to go to the edge to see mm. through the abyss? Wow. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> you see, we're just about to wrap this up. You can see I'm starting to tear up here a little bit. That is a fascinating question, and I think it's one that um, we're starting to realise. Mm -hmm. uh, well, for me, I had to go there. Mm. Now, I was the, the guy who said, um, I want, uh, you need to harden up, you need to have that cement, you know. And when I went, when I was struggling, I went for help, and the, the, the person I went to said, sometimes, son, you've just got to dig deep, so dig deep. Mm. And I did and fell over. Mm. And now parts of my brain, and that's why I just indicated to you that there's tears in my eyes, because I wished I hadn't done that, because I knew inside me was an emotional being. I've got my mother's traits, so it usually goes mother to son, father to daughter, and I've got those traits, those emotional stuff, and I used to see my mum watch TV and tears roll down her mm -hmm. face, happy and sad things. And I felt that inside, but always pushed back because men, that's what we were taught to yes. do. Now, to find your passion, for some people is difficult. Do you have to go to the edge? Not necessarily, but I've read literally hundreds of books on self-made people. And I don't think I've ever found one that has not gone to some dark, deep place mm -hmm. to find their cause. Whether it's just they've had a business and it's collapsed, mm. and so they've learned and moved on, so, or whether it's they've actually gone to the edge, and once they've got through that, there is some wonderful stuff out there around people who have gone to, so um, I, I, a mate of mine, Rob Mokaraka, mm -hmm. who ended up getting shot by police, he went through a deep dark time and forced police to shoot him, now is a very successful actor again, and he's got a one-man show called mm -hmm. Shot Bro. 
Um, and uh, do we, it seems to be that those that go through this and come out the other side, and I hope this gives hope to people around yeah. that when you do go there, stop. It's a tough time. Mm. It's a hell of a time to get through. But when you start to slowly come out of, it's a great place. And I've, and I've got a reminder of that, two reminders. I'm, I'm fully tattooed up and it's about my journey of, of depression. And one is a, is a fist under my, I've got it under my arm here. Mm -hmm. It took ages and it hurt like hell. <laughs> um, is, is a fist coming out of a whirlpool and it's holding a human heart. Mm. And it's, it's, for me, it's it just one of those things that came to me that when I suddenly realised that I can do this and it's here, it's my thinking, mm. you grab hold of your heart and pull yourself out of the mire, mm. that's when things change. And, and the final part of, of my tattoo was it was, it is what it is because it was what it was. It's mm. what you do now that matters. Mm. And so sometimes we do have to go there, but no, hold on. Mm. You are a hostage of your mind, yep. but that's what it is, yeah. your mind, mm. and it's just the thought. So yes. go with the heart, not the head, because the heart knows better. That's a mind-blowing place to finish. I Thank you, sir. I, um, My pleasure. It was nice to share a human moment. I really cherish these, and, and for those listening and watching too, there's something oh, wow. weird. It's, something, it's like a nice way of hacking back so, um, social media, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah, it is. now it's worth a like, in my opinion, because <laughs> we've been through that journey together. Thank Appreciate you very much. Thank you, Will. My pleasure. Cool. And boom, there we go, folks. My chat with Lance, uh, my thoughts. Um, really, really cool. Really nice man. He called me a nice man, so I guess we're both nice men. Uh, seem like someone who believes in a healthy dose of science and mystical so i didn't really know what that means but some of the stuff we were talking about definitely wasn't things that were measured by algorithms um and and someone who's used his uh trauma as a superpower so yet again confirms my theory on this whole batman superman thing that part of the reason they are so amazing is because they've been to the deepest the deepest depths of let's say that again they've been to the deepest depths of life and I don't quite all know what this means but I definitely know it's awesome to talk about it it feels good feels right feels current feels needed in this kind of sometimes meaningless feeling world uh, yeah Hey, so if you enjoyed the show, um, I just wanted to do a little bit of a, you know, a little soft sell. Um, if you wouldn't mind doing three things for me. One, uh, sharing the podcast or liking the podcast or subscribing to the podcast. You're like, hey man, that's already three things. And I'm like, hey man, sorry. Uh, two, if you could please write a, a comment um, or like a rate and review on iTunes. Apparently that's a good thing and all the podcast people say that. That would be awesome. And if you could jump on to the Float Culture uh, Facebook page and, and just give it a like. Or, um, you know, uh, even go try out a float. And I'm sure they'll give you a discount if you, um, you know, say that you're... You heard about them through the Please Blow My Mind podcast and Will said, apparently there's a discount. <laughs> yeah, give that a go. Um, all right, team. Well, that's us. Uh, 
changing up the format a little bit. I'm doing the talky-talky stuff at the end, and we're getting into it at the beginning, which is probably how most things should be. Um, I hope everyone's doing well. Uh, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. There's lots of things on the go in my life. Um, I still have a healthy balance of you know, worrying about stuff and, and, and trying to be positive at the same time you know, kind of feeling like, well, what's the point of it all? And it, somewhere in the middle is where most of us, I think, uh, are at. You know, we're just doing stuff, we're getting stuff done, we're trying our best. And, um, you know, we talk about winning and losing in this world, but, you know, hardly anyone gives a hard time to the people who try their best. So you can lose, but if you tried your best, it's kind of like a win. And that's what this middle area that I keep referring to represents. It's try your best. You know, your intent was good even if you failed. Um, that has to mean something. That has to mean something. All right. That's us for another week. See you next week. Thank you again for joining me and blowing my mind. <laughs>